Um, it doesn't take that much financial commitment. It's more of an in investment in your club leadership and the learning that is associated with uh, putting together a global grant project. And we're here to help with that. And there is no better place to get started to learn that because you will have so much fun. Welcome to the 5495 Express Podcast. I am, as always, Larry Horton, your host for this, this uh, episode. Uh, we uh, are trying to do some different things here, uh, not the least of which is obviously we're incorporating YouTube. So if you aren't already uh, tied in with our social media, we have a District 5495 Facebook account, we have a District 5495 Instagram account, and we have a District 5495 YouTube account. Uh, if you end up going to one, hopefully you can get all three of those in benefit. But uh, the thing about that is, is we're putting out different resources and just having an opportunity for folks throughout the district to communicate. This particular podcast is all about you as Rotarians of District 5495, the best district in all of Rotary, being able to eavesdrop on conversations between Rotarians, uh, just amazing conversations that are happening throughout the uh, the this district and, and just within Rotary that everybody should be hearing. Now, on a side note, you can do a drinking game to how many times I say the word amazing. So there's that, which is exciting. But uh, the other thing is, is neat is that you can um, also click on a link. We're going to put this in the show notes. That link, once you click it, will offer you, the listener, the opportunity to contribute a um, whatever. If you want a, a new topic to be talked about, or if you have uh, something to say about an episode that we did, that's going to be your opportunity, and that will go straight to us, and we'd love to get your feedback. We'd just love to have that opportunity to, uh, to engage with you in that conversation. Uh, it is October. I am here in, uh, this is officially Scottsdale, right? Or is it Scottsdale? Or, or, yeah, so we're up here in, in Scottsdale, the, the North Scottsdale area. Uh, thank God for October on so many levels, but uh, we're, we're getting there, and uh, I'm, I'm, as always, very excited to have this guest today, but what's, what I'm going to challenge you on as a listener is to, uh, this is something that you think you might know something about, but you probably don't, um, and if, you, if you've never heard of this before, this is an opportunity for your club to stretch and grow and, and try to do things differently than they've done before. So without further ado, I'm going to ask for my guest to introduce himself. Gracias, Larry. Sí, buenos días. ¿Qué tal? Bienvenidos. Sean bienvenidos. Gracias. Perfectly themed. <laughs> yes, that's <is> awesome. <laughs> was that enough Spanish? Oh, no. I, I want more throughout. <laughs> I want more throughout. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay, well, we'll try. My name is Kevin Pitts. I am past president of the Rotary Club of Prescott. 100 years old, 100 years strong. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Fantastic. Um, actually, I guess 101 now. Well, on the 5th, on October 5th, oh, it'll be sure. 101 years. Oh. Um, so I am also the, uh, the DGE. I get to follow Larry and try and, you know, keep up the momentum. <laughs> I, you know, I got to tell you, Larry, I love this podcast. 5495 Express. Well, we're excited about doing this uh, and... and this is a way for, I think, uh, folks who are in the district to, 
to have more than just a, a quick elevator speech. True. And delve into something like this. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Well, welcome. Now, tell me about the Mexico-USA Friendship Conference. Um, be happy to. You know this is probably my favorite thing in Rotary. The uh, conference will be, this will be our 23rd. 20, oh, wow. Okay. Mexico-USA Friendship Conference. Um, we have worked closely with District 4185 in Central Mexico over all of these years to do a friendship conference, and uh, it's basically a project fair for global grants. So technically the name is Mexico-USA Friendship Conference and Global Grants Exchange. Oh, Global Grants Exchange. And so there is a certain amount of serious work that happens, although there's also a lot of fun and uh, friendship and fellowship that happens. <laughs> and for me... Friendship. For me, you know, the essence of Rotary, everybody's going to hear this throughout, you know, when they have to listen to me, the essence of Rotary is doing good with your friends, and Amen. this conference is all about that. So we have, uh, we have uh, clubs that bring in projects. They make presentations, pitch their projects. Uh, we have clubs there to come in as either the international partner or as a funding uh, participant, and we try to get as many projects funded as possible. A lot of them come from Mexico, obviously, but uh, our own Arizona clubs bring projects. We've had projects from all over the world, Mongolia, Kenya, uh, Europe, uh, other places um, in Central and South America. So uh, not unheard of to see projects on a global scale. Which is significant because I think a lot of our listeners might just say, okay, Mexico-USA Friendship Conference, it's just between Mexico and the USA. So you're talking about China, you're talking about Africa. Yeah, anywhere. Uh, all Rotarians are, are welcome, and we encourage as many Rotarians and clubs to participate. Uh, it is certainly not limited to our two districts. We are just the host districts for it, and we've been the ones who have worked uh, over the years most closely to keep the conference going, and it alternates. So this year uh, it will be in Zacatlan, Puebla, Sierra Madre, the uh, central northern mountains of, of the state of Puebla in Mexico, central Mexico. Zacatlan um, is uh, a beautiful sort of uh, village in the mountains. It's not a big place. It's a small place. They have a small club, but a very mighty club. My club has done a couple projects with them in the past that have been very successful. Uh, and next year it'll come back to Arizona, and we alternate it each year like that. So we're down there, then they're here, like that. That's huge. So Grand Canyon in the past, I know, has been a, a site. We did the last one we did in person in Arizona was at the Grand Canyon. It's been a while since we've done one in person. That's true. Over so this this is, been almost three years. It's been three years since we've had an in-person opportunity. Yeah, we, which is coming up. We did end. we did the Grand Canyon in uh, October, November of 2019. So that was the last in person. Wow. 2020 and 2021 were on Zoom. And and even though they were on Zoom, they were still pretty powerful. They were powerful. They were uh, way more successful than I would have envisioned. Okay. Uh, I was not a fan of doing anything on, well, doing that on Zoom. Um, but I was convinced to do it in uh, 2020 on Zoom. And we had almost 300 participants, uh, close to 70 clubs and I don't know a couple dozen districts 
participate. And a number of good projects came out of that one. And then last year, we were scheduled to go to Tucson. They were going to host down there. And it got scrapped because of a spike in COVID cases. Yeah. And uh, we, because it was a little bit, you know, last minute decision to go online, we didn't quite get the same participation on Zoom last year. But we still got uh, eight uh, fully funded projects out of that. And um, they're working their way through the approval process. We've got a, I, three of them already, I think, uh, final approvals. So, and one of them is already being implemented. I want to circle back to that, so that's huge. Um, but we are not the only, so it's not just our district and the district in Mexico, but it is it is several American districts and several Mexican districts. Well, District 5500 in uh, the southern part of Arizona has been uh, a, a, a very regular participant. And as I said, they were gonna host last year. Um, District 4100, which is Sonora, Baja California, Norte Sur, uh, that district has participated more years than not. Um, because of our partnerships in Kenya, we've had uh, participation from there. And then our clubs do work all over the world. So when they have a project to bring, they bring in host or international partner clubs from wherever they're working. So the Hepatitis Free uh, project in Mongolia, which was a massive project um, to uh, uh, diagnose and treat hepatitis throughout the country of Mongolia, which is a big problem there um, and has largely been addressed through a a Rotary Global Grant. Um, Actually, two have been done, and that was started uh, at, at our conference back when we did in Sedona, I believe, man, almost 10 years ago. Wow. So, okay. Uh, so two things. I want to talk about the power of these grants, which is amazing. Uh, and then I also want to talk about the how to get your foot in the door in participation. Right. So tell me about... Uh, a grant that is impactful that you that really uh, you know floats to the top for you. I will. Let me talk about that, but before I go there, just to um, kind of set the stage a little bit. If you don't know a lot about Rotary grants, they basically come in two flavors: okay. district grants, which most of our clubs do, and they do them big. Uh, but district grants used to be called district simplified grants. They removed the simplified. I don't know, it seemed too simple. But right. um, <laughs> but those grants are smaller, you know, oftentimes they are projects that can be done in a day or done in a very short period of time. They're designed to be finished, approved for, funded, implemented, and closed out within one year's space. Uh, and we usually do a foundation match from our, our district funds on those up to about $2,000. So if a club puts in $2,000 and then they get district funding for another 2000 that kind of gives you where you are in a district grant, about 4000 They can be more if the club puts in more if you get other clubs pulled together, work together. The global grant is a different animal, mm. much larger. The minimum project size on a global grant is $30,000. So if you're not at that scale, then 
uh, you're probably looking at just club funding or some clubs working together or other partners. Um, the global grants are not designed to be done in a short period of time. They're designed to have major impact. And so they take more time. The process is slower and uh, you really need experienced Rotarians and, and foundation teams to shepherd your your project through approval, well, design, funding, approval, and uh, implementation and closing out, right? Which it's would it's match a big the process. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a whole process. So um, we've become very good at that over a 20-year period of time between our two districts and other partner districts. Uh, of getting those projects funded and, and approved and, 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 you know, rubber to the road working. Um, the, the project for me that comes up when you ask, like, big impact is probably one that uh, my club did with uh, Jardines de Cuernavaca Club in 4185 okay. uh, called Vecino Vigilante. And Vecino Vigilante is a peace project. Um, Vecino Vigilante roughly translates to neighborhood watch block. And so a lot of uh, people here in the U.S., I think, maybe are familiar with um, neighborhood watch block program. It's a simple, you know, neighborhood associations pull the neighbors together and you put a little sticker in your window and you have a, at least a yearly meeting to talk about security issues in your neighborhood with the idea being, hey, I watch you, you watch me, I got your back, you got my back, and that's how Neighborhood Block Watch works. Um, it was started actually in Mexico right after it started here in the U.S. by Rotary uh, International President from Mexico, Frank Devlin. Oh. And it had a short-lived life in Mexico and kind of disappeared. And in... Uh, 2016, when we were down there for the conference, um, my good friend Adrianinda, who is a, now a foundation cadre, he's past president of Cardenas de Cuernavaca, uh, he came to the conference to pitch this project, and it was, it was more than just putting a sticker in your window or on your business. Um, that was part of it, and we, you know, part of the, the grant was to produce 10,000 plus plaques we actually made plaques that could be affixed to walls or surfaces and uh, some big wall size uh, posters vinyl posters uh, to promote the program throughout different communities and we did it just in one state um, but it also included training training on civil rights training on uh, domestic abuse prevention detection and prevention mm -hmm. anti-bullying and right before we were about to launch, uh, launch meaning we were sending everything to print, all of the plaques, all of the posters, uh, the government announced they were implementing 911 throughout the, the nation. Okay. They had never had 911 in Mexico prior to that. And we got word just in time where we would include 911 as an emergency service uh, number on our public awareness and training campaign. So they're having, this is our, like what year you figure, 2017? That was 2017, 2018 when that was implemented. And they're just implementing 911. In 2018, yeah. Wow. And that was okay. with a, a, a federal police force that had uh, just been also introduced to the country 
to uh, address a lot of the corruption problems, mm. particularly in law enforcement. Yeah. And so I went and saw some of those trainings, and they were impactful. Uh, they brought state police, federal police, and municipal police together, oftentimes for the first time. Um, and the way they explained it to me was because we would say, well, how do you fight this kind of corruption? And uh, the way Adrienne would explain it was when, when we approach those authorities with this idea, if they, if they ignore us or tell us no, then we know who we're working with. <laughs> and so the forces that did come together were, you know, actually interested in, in providing security. So that was impactful. That was really cool. Uh, we did a second phase of this, which is what we're working on right now. And that was presented at the Grand Canyon Conference. And so this is uh, expanding the program out to all seven states in that district. Oh, wow. And uh, so I think it's a dozen different communities. And it's a train-the-trainer program. So uh, we do the collateral materials for the awareness and the training uh, programs for community leaders. So whether they're nonprofit uh, directors or neighborhood associations, uh, shelter people, I can bring in a whole bunch of different various community leaders. We do the training with them, and then the idea is they replicate the training. And the second phase also includes a, a database uh, oh. a component where we can track from baseline in the new places where it's uh, being implemented, whether the, the you know whether and what the impact uh, of the program is. It's funny because we take that for granted. I think here in America, where you know neighborhood watch programs are just you know we don't even think about it because they're just so prolific. But the fact that Rotary was necessary to step in, and and in this particular grant, and you're saying that happened in 2017. The first stage was yeah, I think it was implemented in 2018. Well, no, 2017, because that's when I was there to do it, yes. All, and here we are five years later. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. And these, that's the, what you're talking about in regards to the sustainability and the, the far-reaching impact of these grants that you're doing. Maybe it's this year, and it could go on for, for years, and, and the way it actually makes whoever the benefactors are better. That's, that's, and that's the, uh, the grant I mentioned before was exactly the same thing with Hepatitis Free Mongolia. They started in a particular region where it was, you know, a real uh, issue, but it was countrywide. So their second phase spread it to the rest of the country where they truly are working on a hepatitis-free Mongolia. So, I mean, that's, that's not unusual to see uh, projects uh, go to a phase two and phase three when they get to that size of impact. So if I'm a listener, I'm thinking to myself, oh, Maybe I've already had something in the back of my mind. I've always wanted to do Grant X on this global scale. Or I've wanted to have a real big impact, something I've always wanted to do X, Y, Z in, in Mexico, let's say. Uh, you know, you, you talk about $30,000 grants, and that can be a little intimidating for folks. You know, we're obviously talking about going to Mexico. I don't, maybe I don't speak Spanish. So what would you like to tell those folks in regards to their participation? Um, global grants can be intimidating because of the size and the commitment. And there's, you know, certainly a big challenge in going through that. But we have experienced teams that can help clubs do that. 
And when a club looks at, let's say, and you know, 30,000 is the minimum, I think the average global grant project size is closer to 60 to 75,000. And certainly that's what we see in our conference. Um, you know, that sounds like a massive lift for a club that, you know, may have only a few thousand dollars, you know, in their budget for doing um, any kind of projects, let alone maybe an international service project. But the power of the Friendship Conference is that we bring all of these clubs together mm. and they work together. So clubs will often come with a pledge of 500 or a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars, you know. Um, it doesn't take that much financial commitment. It's more of an in investment in your club leadership and the learning that is associated with uh, putting together a global grant project. And we're here to help with that. And there is no better place to get started to learn that because you will have so much fun doing it and you will make a difference. Um, yeah. So again, clubs that would like to participate but don't have a project really don't need more than a pledge of some dollar amount. And it, all dollars count on these right. things. Right, right. Um, and if you do have a project and you'd like to bring it and pitch it, we just need to hear from you by October 15th. The, the second line conference is November or October 27th to November 1st. And so it is exactly the right time to be signing up and getting, getting in, the, in the program. And here. the 27th, I believe, is a Friday? Uh, it's a Thursday. Thursday we travel on Monday. Thursday through Monday and fly back on Tuesday. It just happens that these uh, this year. these this year these dates are uh, Dia de los Muertos, uh, Days of the Dead, and there are a lot of Days of the Dead activities on the agenda. So mm. they have an awesome website where you can check it out more. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that in the show Amen. notes, and you can also find it if you go to our district website. So th it's huge because I think if you're, we talk about the far-reaching impact we, we, we talk about taking down the silos beyond your club because rotary is so big and and we have because of of the, the magnitude and the size of our organization we have this huge ripple effect that we can have uh, throughout the world right but then folks will be like well how do i how do i even get in on that and this is a great little entry into this entire aspect of rotary so absolutely some folks might have never done a global grant before well, it is called Rotary International for a reason. Amen. And yeah. I will tell you, your, your classmate, her name is Kikis, um, is an amazing district governor, married to a district governor, a past district governor, oh. <laughs> who's um, very involved in the ICC um, programs. So I am expecting, ICC is uh, international conference committees yes so uh basically it's like sister clubs but for districts okay you know i don't know if any of you all heard about uh the sister club arrangement that clubs will sometimes come up with um this is at the district level basically okay. and and he is really involved in their zone on the icc initiatives getting districts to work together so he has contacts all over the world so i am told this year we'll be running into uh, Rotarians from Argentina, from Italy, other places in Europe, um, might be really different this year. Wow, true international affair right here. This is, and it's amazing. This has been going on for 23 years. There's some listeners, I'm sure. Well, this will be the first time they've ever heard of this. 
and this has been going on for for uh, for quite a while within our district. It's huge. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I tell you what, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to help educate not only me but then the rest of our listeners about how um, how now, we, you've signed up, right? Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we need you to be there. <laughs> You need to be there. I know. Uh, yeah, we're 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 working on flights, so that's yeah. that's the thing. Um, so if if somebody wants to take part in this, they can reach out to you. Absolutely. And there's also they can reach out directly to the website. They can as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you'll need to have your passport, obviously. Yes. Uh, so that'll need to be in order, but um, but they don't need to have. A grant necessarily. No. If they have funds they want to contribute. They don't need to speak Spanish. Uh, there's there's all kinds of openings in here, and, and there's absolutely a, yeah. And I will tell you, the Mexican Rotarians are the best hosts in the world. You know, when they come here, I always feel like, wow, how are we ever going to live up to what they do for us? And somehow we still have fun when they're here. But I, it's it's yeah. really amazing what they do. Because there's to, there's going to be roast. some fun in the evenings after yeah. we're, we're done working. Yeah, they they. Sometimes they bring out the tequila. <laughs> that might happen. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, so uh, thank you so much as, as a listener to being willing to learn about this new aspect. I challenge you as a, as a member of Rotary, as a club member, uh, as a Rotarian to look at this. This could be outside your comfort zone. And this could be a huge impact that you can that hang, hang your hat on. So, uh, as always, uh, really appreciate you. Please spread the word about the 5495 Express podcast to all of your friends and, and, and repost this. Uh, but as always, uh, with everything, take care of yourselves and be people of action.